to episode three of Philosophy Footy. Uh, apologies for Steve's audio last episode. We'll get it right. You might need to shout this time. I'm ready to uh, shout. Mate, beautiful. Uh, it's post-demolition derby of another variety. Uh, how are you feeling, my uh, purple friend? You've got a W next to the name? Yeah, well, <clears throat> a W, but that's about it, really, isn't it? Because uh, not overly convincing and... Um, We'll get into the derby a bit more, but yeah. gee whiz, yeah, not initial, initial thought is not a convincing, not a convincing win. Forty points, and you walk away feeling uh, not a bit flat. So yeah, and on the flip side, yeah. being an Eagles supporter, you Same. lose by forty points. You're like a bit buoyed by the the, the loss. Well, almost, yeah, but, except for the, uh, except for the carnage. Yeah, except the, for the carnage. The carnage, and that's uh, we will get to that because yeah, I'm I'm flatter than a, a pancake or probably a crepe in terms of how flat I am. So yeah, it's all a bit uh, depressing on the Eagles side of things. So let's jump straight into it. We yeah. will do a separate what caught our eye yeah. from the Derby, but what caught your eye more broadly from the round? Well, the thing that the thing that stood out to me, Luke, um, was the uh, Saints 150 years celebrations. Oh, yeah. yep. Now, um, <clears throat> I watched, I actually, what, the Front Bar is one of my favourite footy shows. I, I, you know, uh, I, think it's a, I, think it's a, I think it's a great show. I love Mick Roy, big fan of his. <clears throat> I really love the way they do the interviews. I think, I think they kind of nail it a bit pretty well, but... <clears throat> I was interested to see, I don't know if you saw it or not, Barry Breen on there. No, I didn't, didn't, didn't catch the episode. Probably the most famous saint, because in a way, because he kicked the point against Collingwood that actually won them the grand final in 1966. He was the person that broke the deadlock. <clears throat> Interesting guy. He was, on the, he was on, the, uh, on, the, uh, on the front bar there with Brendan Goddard, and they were, it, was quite, it was quite a good show. But it was, it was really put into context how long the saints have been around. 150 years... Right, so um, they started in 1873. The American Civil War finished in 1865, so just a few years before that. They started before the first modern Olympics, before the first American golf club was formed, before the Eiffel Tower, before the Statue of Liberty, before the gunfight at the OK Corral, before Ned Kelly's last stand. So there's and they won of, one flag. <laughs> they won one flag for <laughs> one point. But I think that no, I think it's important to think about. You know, when we, when we talk about, sometimes you hear people say, "Oh, Victorian clubs, there's too many, get rid of them." But there's a lot of history. Yeah. A lot of yeah. a lot of history, Australian history tied up in in footy, and I, I just think that that spells it out. They've been there for 150 years. Poor Saints supporters haven't had much success, but still, yeah. there's, there's so much there's so much rich history in in footy clubs, and, and it's it's a shame when they when they fall by the wayside. So I've never been a, a fan of getting getting rid of clubs because there's too many in Victoria. But some other stats for St Kilda for you. So it was 40 years before they played in their first grand final. So Frio, you know, they're yeah, yeah, challenging yeah. that pretty soon, and they've played in eight grand finals for just one one point win. And that's that's an astonishing record, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And to think that they're still they're still kind of going. So, um, um, so that, that sort of caught my eye and, from the Saints' uh, perspective. It was a bit. good to see them uh, <coughs> put in actually a great performance for the occasion as well. Oh, look, I was, for, their, for their fans, it was great to see them to win. And I, I, I picked Essendon to beat them, and, and uh, they were too good for Essendon. Uh, I've put my sort of dislike of uh, of Ross aside, and I was just happy that the Saints fans uh, could have a win. Other thing that's caught my eye, Luke. Um, Thursday night footy, you can draw a line in, in the Western Bulldogs in Brisbane. Terror, you know, really unconvincing performance. One or both. Under a roof, no wind. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, terrible. Skills were yeah. weren't they? I reckon one or both might sneak into the eight, but 
I don't give him. I don't give either. I'm writing him off, Luke. There you go. I'm writing him off for the for the flag this year, even in the grand final. <clears throat> I, I just don't think they've got it. Obviously, Brisbane. I think are a bit better, and in in up in Brisbane, they might. You know, they'll, they'll win a fair few games, but I just I just can't see them. I just can't see them challenging at the, at the in the finals either side, especially the Bulldogs. I don't think the Bulldogs. You know, um, I just don't think they've got it. Yeah. I really don't. Um, the other thing that stood out to me so was. I'll, I'll yeah, just go, go back ahead. to the Bulldogs. <laughs> What's changed? So they've lost a couple midfielders in Dunkley and uh, this guy that's gone to Melbourne, uh, Hunter. Yep. Yeah, so they've lost two midfielders, <laughs> which you'd say in a few years gone by, everyone said their midfield's the, the deepest and, and the best. Um, they've added actually some backline. They've got Liam Jones back there now to shore up their backline because they also said that you know, their key defensive mm-hmm. posts uh, were, were a bit, bit of an issue. But they've added Lobb. They've got a number one draft pick in Jamaro Hagen, a number two draft pick in Luke mm-hmm. Darcy's boy. Um, you know, they've got Rory Lobb in. Mm. Uh, what's, what's, what's gone wrong with the Well, Bulldogs? I think... I think um, I don't think their midfield is that good, really. I mean, they've got Bont, but <clears throat> apart from that, they're kind of. I think they're a bit thin. They've Lobb's overrated. They've, 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 there's been a bit of hype around him. He's played. I think he kicked one. I think he got subbed out on the on the weekend, and he kicked <clears throat> kicked a goal. Um, uh, you know, he he's going to be. It doesn't look like he's going to be anything other than that inconsistent player we talked about. People like Norton, mm. I think, an English, and maybe maybe they're a touch overrated. Um, no, I, it's something interesting there around clickbait about around Norton that we'll talk about a bit later. But yeah, I I, I just think that they, <clears throat> I just I, I think they're a bit thin all over the, over the ground, and I don't think they've got the steel to sort of to sort of. Ma- I mean, they played in the grand final two years ago. I, I think they did well to get there, really well. I think they, they actually played well for three quarters they of did. that game. They did. They blown away. Blowout. Yeah, but, I, but look, I. I <clears throat> Yeah, it's just it's, just, it's more of a it's more of a gut feel. I'm not convinced by them, and, and I, I just think that their, their tools in the forward line aren't consistent. Yeah, and I, I think that, as you say, under the roof was a, was a dow a dow game, and there wasn't they just couldn't generate. That. They're a side that needs to generate that attacking flair because that's the side that they, mm. they run that run and gun that run the style, that handball style, that run on that run on play, and they just they're just not they're just not doing it well enough, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I'll, uh, the two things that caught my eye, and uh, much to probably the disdain of Jared Wheatley and you know Mark Robinson that want to keep a very pick centric, um, the Adelaide Crows uh, in the showdown. So I mean, what a, what a great game that is, and um, the fact that they broadcast it without the commentators there live uh, and vote on the on the medal is a whole other uh, issue. But that uh, that young forward line of Phil Thorpe who kicked the bag. Rankin, Rankine, <coughs> Richelli, you throw Fogarty, who was actually injured, and you have that old, uh, the old man Walker down there as well. That's probably as exciting a forward line mm. as there is in the competition. Rankin's game was fantastic. Yeah, and brilliant. Yeah, yeah he's he. Rioli. Oh, that's Port. That's Port. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and he didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't do much. much. He, was bit, he was a bit like the old fat Rioli that uh, the Eagles were used to. So, but um, yeah, they were super impressive, and they've got. The secret weapon that all the clubs talk about in in uh, Dan Burgess, the, mm. the sports and conditioning mm, uh, yes. coach. Yes, uh, I'm. Uh, I think Crows, even though they mm. sort of started slowly, are a smoky for the eight. And then the other um, mm. team that's you know 
doesn't get a lot of media attention, but it's the Gold Coast. Yeah, yep. taking a big scalp of the, the yep. reigning premier, um, and it's actually interesting. I don't know why, but every time there's a really maligned player in the media, they seem to come out and um, and uh, have, have a big game. And that, this, the week before uh, last, uh, Lacocious was the one popping yep. a bit of uh, heat for some of his efforts, and he comes out and kicks five against the the reigning uh, premier. So. I'll probably say it a few times this season. Going up and playing Gold Coast and the Metricon is actually not a, mm. not a, you know, not what it used to be in terms of you mark it down for a, a win. It's it's pretty tough up there. The conditions are pretty tough, um, and yeah, for a club that's struggling and uh, being needed to be supported by the AFL, it's it's good to see them. Yeah, no, they, get a good win. It's free. I've always struggled up there, and um, yeah, always found it difficult. To win up there, and I think it's that must be that humidity and the taxing nature. I don't well, know. You, you Freo have got them scheduled for you know 3 p.m. Uh, West Australian time uh, next next Friday, which is you know a great time slot for all the WMO. Yeah. We'll probably get to that to the, uh, in the next podcast. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, anything that uh, you you know would talk about some of the things you liked and well, well, actually, I was just going to mention that. Um, just want to hark back to the Collingwood Richmond game, um, a very different game because of the wet. But Collingwood just showed again their versatility to win a, a Dow game in, in the wet conditions after having those really running running games. Mm. They've just gone up in my estimation even further. You know they're 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 going to be out and out favourites now, don't they? They do. Um, and I was actually going to mention them in my uh, crystal ball segment a bit later on because there's a big game tomorrow night: mm. Brisbane, Collingwood up in the Gabba, and yeah. <laughs> might be interested to see who I'm uh, tipping. Well, I, look, I wouldn't be surprised to see Brit, Rich, uh, Brisbane win that. I mean, Collingwood aren't going to win every game and. Brisbane at home are a good proposition at home. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, if you're thinking that, I'm, 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 I'm in line with you. Yeah, I, okay. I think that, um, yeah. But I'm just wondering how Kim Dillon's feeling. His prediction now of uh, the Collingwood not making the eight, is it every week? Are we well, looking I, at I think he'll, he'll keep backing himself <laughs> in uh, and then uh, there'll be some reason why he was wrong, uh, I'm sure, some excuse. I've got, a, I've got a question for you, actually, Luke. Yep. Port expected to rise. What now? What's the story with them? And are we going? And what do you think about? Are we going to talk about Hinkley? Should we kick the breeze? As Kane, kick, 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 kick with the breeze. Kick with the breeze. You look at the list, and on paper, and, and this has been the issue that I've had with the Eagles over the past couple of years. On paper, they look great, but what actually transpires on the field, it's not uh, yeah. not mirroring up. Um, they've. Their back line is an issue. Every time a Leah Leah is one on one, uh, so either a free kick or, or something sort of happens. Uh, mm. they, they've got no key defensive uh, mm. posts, and um, a lot of their players are one way runners. So yeah. I, I don't see Kenny seeing out the year. Mm. On that, on what you were saying there, Carlton have got a similar problem in their game. They they played against GWS every time. So many kick-ins went all the way down the field and um, GWS scored goals. It was quite evident in the game and the commentators talked about it. So they've got a, a, a bit of an issue as well with, it, with how they defend, yeah. especially the, along those whole, the whole chain of the ground. So, yeah, I think Port and Carlton, obviously, Port Carlton are looking a little bit better, uh, having, you know, just, just having that extra win and that sort of thing. But, yeah, <clears throat> they've got some issues there, both of them, I think, with their defence. Yeah. Um, the other one that I was going to just quickly mention, Luke, was uh, Geelong at 0-3. Yep. Uh, North Melbourne was the last reigning, reigning Premier to start at 0-3 uh, back in 1976, but they did play in the grand final this year, so 
it's not all over for Geelong. What are, you, what are your thoughts? I don't think it's all over. You look at their, their draw coming up. You, you probably would have uh, marked Gold Coast down as a win, but uh, they've got I think they got Hawthorne next, and they've got Eagles after that. So there's there's two wins, and I'm pretty sure the game after that you you chalk them down. So they'll be three and three. Um, but you know you don't want to drop a couple more because then top four um, becomes mm. challenging and potentially need to travel. Interstate, um, their play, their 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 main good players are getting older. Um, so, look, I don't see them um, competing with the top end, but I still think they'll make finals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Um, now, I was going to talk about the umpire getting his feelings hurt by saying uh, that's not uh, that's dissent because uh, someone said, "How's that not a free kick?" Uh, but I don't think we need to go down that track. It's been done to death uh, in the media. But my call there is that umpire should be dropped for the rest of the year. Wow, the rest of the year. That game was in the balance. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you got players and coaches' careers that um, rely on win losses, and to gift a goal at the goal square for a player saying, "How's that not a free kick with his arms out?" But, and yeah. then moments later, a Carlton player doing the exact same yes. thing and it's play on. But I, but I, you know that's. What he did isn't dissent of a decision. No. It's appealing for a free kick. Yeah. And players do that all the time. They've always got their arms out when yeah. someone's laying on the ground under the ball yeah. or the ball on top of them, you know? So I, I, I think that they've... I think you're right. I think that's a complete stuff up. It's not It's not a dissent of a decision. It's appealing for a free kick, I think, which is a different thing. Imagine if in cricket. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> dissent! <laughs> um, should we get on to the derby? Yes, plenty to talk about in the derby, yeah. Luke. Yeah. <coughs> Um, so for me, very mixed emotions. Uh, I'll put my yellow and blue contact lenses in here. Mm. Um, pretty <laughs> proud of the effort. Uh, and had Liam Ryan's decapitation um, been paid uh, to the Eagles in, in front of their goals um, in that last quarter and, and probably would have edged them just in front, I, I don't know how it pan, would have panned out. Uh, they were pretty cooked by that stage but uh, I guess the, the depressing thing is it's, uh, it's a brave effort in a game but the whole season's pretty much um, stuffed and the development of the waffle side um, you now just comes into question because they've got no depth as well so but, but was this was this in some way predictable seven injuries in a game not, no not, not maybe not in one game <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the people who got injured and the, and the nature of their injuries. Uh, so Chewy, yes, you'd say he's been yeah. doing a soft tissue yeah. injury. Uh, I don't know how Liam Ryan's pulled a hamstring he from his what head. he did. He landed <laughs> on his head um, and he came back on the ground. Um, you know, yeah, Jeremy McGovern, <clears throat> like his injuries have been contact mainly before. So he did his ribs last year. Mm. Um, hamstrings haven't been a big mm. big mm. thing of his, but yeah. at that age, <clears throat> Cripps is got rolled on by mm. Pierce. Cripps is a bit different. Yeah. Um, uh, Chester got rolled on with it and got killed mm. in, a, in a contest with Amira. Mm. I guess if you, um, if you throw in Yo, who wasn't in the game, yeah, and yeah. Nat Newey as well. Yeah. So, uh, mm. yes, there's some predictability that you expect some of these older players to, mm. to break down mm. and not be able to handle the rigours. But, um, yeah, a lot of them were just out of the blue unexpected. Mm. Mm. I was amazed to hear Adam Simpson's comment. He said the third quarter was the best quarter, one of the best quarters he'd had since he'd been at the club. 
Yeah, I'll not question that. Um, I've seen it's a big call. Cool. He's in a premiership. He's a premiership. Yeah, <laughs> big call. Uh, I think he's probably just you know uh, giving some a pats on the back. There's no bench, and they they ran out that quarter really well, and they did you know dominate that quarter and should have been further in front. There was a couple of goals that they should have kicked. Um, so yeah, it's. Um, yeah, sort of. You, there was a bit of pride, but then there was a bit of you know a realization that uh, pretty much the not that we're going to make finals, but the season's pretty much uh, mm. cooked. But uh, one positive was uh, uh, Ginby winning the the Rising Star nomination. Mm. Um, probably doesn't mean much to uh, many people that sort of nomination, but mm. it actually is some validation that you've got some mm. young talent on the list. And For sure. uh, he's been great in the, the first few games. And I think he's the future star and, and centrepiece of that Eagles midfield. Um, he's, a, he's a lot like uh, Carl Langdon, isn't he, Luke? Yeah, I was going to... Yes, yes. So I'll, uh, an article saying the Eagles armchair experts weigh in. Is Gimby the next Carl Langdon? Oh, my God. Is it, I couldn't work it out. It's because they got blonde hair. Um, uh, anyway, that's... Uh, that's a crazy... Yeah. A crazy. Weird. Now... Scratch my head, that one, yeah. Uh, before I let you jump in, um, I'm going to sound a bit like our mate Kane Corns here. And Suma called it out in his player ratings, but Michael Frederick and his circus act. Mm. This guy barely has any impact, is inconsistent... He gets some space in the last quarter because the Eagles are completely out of petrol tickets and then carried on like a dip by back foot. Oh, I loved his celebration. Yeah, I bet a bit you know, the Freer crowd for me, but that that was just poor form for me. Um, he's, yeah. Michael Frederick um, has a lot of, like a lot of Freer players is down on form, but he has he does have the capacity to really scare the opposition. I saw it last year yeah. where he would he would be. You know, running down the lines, really going on those long runs, and and the, the the opposition would panic a bit because they would they kind of want to react and mm. try and catch up with him. Or so I, I I just don't think he's I just don't think he's he isn't in the form that he'd like to be. Um, but um, yeah, I I, th- I he should be he should stay in their side. That's for sure, my opinion, because I just think that <clears throat> he offers them something that they're lacking so much. Yeah, he needs to improve his game. No question about that. At the moment, his form is not the best, but oh, I'd leave him. In, I'd definitely leave him in the side. I think that he he offers them something that they haven't got enough. Oh, of. Oh, I'm not saying, but uh, yeah, the, <laughs> but I, 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 flip and then Michael Walters gang signs when he's. But I, I'd love to do that. Wouldn't you like to be able to do that back? Oh, oh yeah, I'd like to do it. But, I wish I know, could do that. You know, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I just found it a bit, mate. Like, you haven't you haven't uh, run you know done goal of the year here. So. What about, I mean, what, what about you? For, you know, your 40 point, 40 point win from the home crowd, Derby. Well, um, well, I hated the third quarter. I thought it was, the worst, it was just... So it was the best quarter that yeah. it was a bloke. <laughs> the worst quarter that ever. No, I mean, seriously. I mean, whether or not they thought, ah, oh, they got all these guys are injured, we're, you know, we've got a bit of breathing space here. Who knows what goes through the head of footballers sometimes, or teams, but... They they've got no reason to be complacent. They've done nothing. They've they haven't won. They haven't you know they hadn't won a game up to that point. Um, so do you think uh, an element <coughs> of doubt creeped in their heads around? Hey, like um, here we go again. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, and 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 the Eagles had to fall away completely through lack of rotations for them to get on their sort of bandwagon and kick a few goals. But look, they've got. Adelaide, who looked, as you've sort of said, looked quite good, and and um, the Suns both in in Adelaide in the next well six days from the when they get over there, that could be 
They could be one on four. Drop those games and then you, yeah, you, the it. draw becomes a bit harder with yeah. um so some other things is <coughs> some things that I think need to be called out for Frio and one is that <coughs> so um, they, they made some weird selection calls right so they've decided to play Luke Jackson as a midfielder so they've taken out a natural midfielder um, and they've put Luke Jackson to play the midfield role. And then they've talked about his game being a turning point. He's only had, he's only had, he's only had a handful oh, of possessions. Yeah, he kicked a couple of goals, but yeah, for me, he didn't. No, he didn't dominate a, a backup ruckman. No, or, no. no. And and and, uh, and Brody, um, he's been fantastic. And they've and they've, ta- they've dropped him just to shoehorn someone in who they have to justify by giving a game because they're paying so much. You know, I just think it's a bad call. Mm. And I, I'd be if I was. Brody, I'd be pretty pissed off with just what... signed a big contract as well. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just, I just don't think he should. I just no way he should be dropped. He's got the big body as a midfielder, so he, he's adding something that like Sarong as good as he is, and and Brayshaw and that they're a bit, they're a bit slight. He, he's a he's a bit bigger guy. They, they need him in there occasionally. I thought that was a terrible call. And Jackson game wasn't was nothing to write home about. <clears throat> um, and even even Darcy. Who, who I like a lot, he had nothing to beat in the ruck. I mean, he won, they won, a, won 152 hitouts, but so, you know. How many to advantage? Well, that's a good point. I don't know, but and and you know they only and and actually that no, no to your point they only just edged the Eagles in the clearances. I think yeah, yeah, it was yeah. very close. Yeah. And once again, so that's the same pattern for Frio as the past two weeks. Smashed the opposition in the ruck, can't win the clearances. Well, yeah. only just won the clearances this week. So it's the same issue, and I and I, I, I got to laugh at the sort of the shallow nature of the analysis by the Eastern States media. They were talking about, oh, free! I look at them. They showed some back. Fo- the, footage, back. the footage of him running around the ground, yeah. handballing, overlap handball. The game was hardly any different than it has been for the past three weeks. So, to me, it, it's a it paper thin analysis, and yeah. I, I just don't think. Um, but some good things. I, I, I thought Jaimis, even though he, you know, he didn't do much. At least he kicked a couple of goals. He need they need to keep playing him, and I think he's um, uh, he's a he's a he's a player they must persist with now. Uh, is Matt Tabner the worst footballer in the AFL at the moment? Some people, <laughs> some people on uh, Docker's websites are, are asking the question. Ethan Hughes, I wouldn't have him on the side, and I wouldn't have Liam Henry in there in there either. So I, I kind of agree a little bit with Sumer. Sumer's rankings, I think he's kind of he's got some of them right there. I just don't think that they've. <clears throat> I, just, I, I think they have to make the call and kind of um, and Will Brody has to come straight back into the side in my opinion at the expense of a couple of those and sometimes you can say well is it a like for like replacement I don't care to shuffle them around and make it fit because um, he needs to be in there in my opinion he was, he was one of their better players last year and consistent so yeah it's uh, it's 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 not a, no, you have a win but you think geez. What does it mean, really? Mm. Not much, mm. really. I don't think anyway. And of course, they did have an injury of their own. Um, Heath Chapman went out. He'll be out for about four or five weeks. He hasn't, to um, me, looked like the same. No, he hasn't looked the same player as last year. So there's a lot of players down on form. He started okay, but no, he has not been. Last year, he was looking fantastic, mm. uh, and um, and this year, he hasn't started that way. Hayden Young had a reasonable game, but. It's a turnaround because he also has struggled a bit the, the first two games. So, yeah, it's um, a wait and see, but they, they'll have to improve their game significantly to beat Adelaide and the Suns in the, in the next 
in the next little stretch in Adelaide. Yeah, I think the Adelaide uh, Freo game is going to be very, very uh, interesting. Mm, for yep. sure. All right, should we move on to uh, clickbait? Yes, let's yeah. let's move on to that, mate. Clickbait. Uh, Steve, any headlines that caught your eye this week? Yeah, I, I do have a few actually, Luke. Um, there's a few things that stood out to me. I'm mm. sure you'll love a few, a few of them as well. Um, so there's one, there's a, on the Raw had a, uh, an article which I thought was quite interesting because they've, they've sort of, the headline was one player that must stand up for each club for them to be successful. So they're picking out one player who has got to, has got to perform, otherwise, you know, kind, on the kind of forget. Well, yeah. the club won't win, oh, basically. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> So, um, <coughs> or, or maybe their careers online as well. So they've, they've picked out, I've, I'm not going to go through all of them. There's a couple here that are of interest to me. So um, for the Western Bulldogs, uh, Norton apparently is the one that's got to stand up, make the most of his opportunities. He kicked one goal and the Western Bulldogs still won. So they, that was a, uh, they, they, they missed that one. Nailed that one. That one. <laughs> Nailed it. Tick. Uh, the other one was me was for North Melbourne. They picked out Harry Sheasel. Third game. Third game. He's played, so he's played two, two full games and they're saying, mate, if you don't perform <laughs> on your massive, with your massive experience and, and your salary. He seller, played well, they lost. He played, yeah. he was still their best, yeah. second, so, best or second yeah, best player. Yeah, well done, Raw. So, yeah, so they, um, they, they got, uh, yeah, I think they've been off the mark with that one. I think that's a, that's a bit of a, pre- a bit too much pressure there on yeah. parole, Harry Sheasel. Um, <clears throat> but he's one of their best and they still lost. Now, one they, one they get, and it's a bit depressing for me, they said Michael Walters must stand up for free to, to, have a, to win. He is their best forward. He is their best forward. And still will and, be. And he's 32, year old, yeah. 32 years old, prone to, you know, he's, he's getting some soft, soft tissue injuries, kick four goals. If without him, they, they probably wouldn't have been in a position to win. Oh, yeah. And, and so they've yeah. nailed that one, and it's, a, it's a depressing because it just shows you how thin they are in their forward line and how, yeah. how few options they have up forward so they got that one right well done um, and the other one they picked which actually probably hit the money in some ways was Jamie Cripps who got injured and if he had have stayed out there and, and, and he um, you know good, he's, got, he's got a good endurance, endurance base yeah and, and, re- and reproduce some of their form um, maybe they, they would they would have who knows but they, they picked him out. Jamie Cripps was the one out that the Eagles. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have. Well, I, you know, he he wouldn't be the one that I picked that has to perform. Um, <laughs> well, it, it's more about trying to nail it. To, it's more about trying to nail one player. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, whole concept is a bit yeah. funny, and you can you can hit or miss. But yeah. um, they picked out some interesting ones there. And it, what about you? Any for you, Luke? In any, terms of any? some clickbait. Yeah, yeah, plenty, <laughs> plenty on my end. So <coughs> my friend uh, Kane gets a couple mentions here. So. Kane uh, Corns, this is March, mind you, tweeted. Hypothetical trade which solves the list hole. Mitch Jordiardis for Denver Granger Brass. Who wins? Question mark. Like, there's just so many things wrong with this. So it's March, nothing can happen. So two players' names have now been thrown around as a, a, tran- uh, a trade. Uh, they're both WA boys, Kane. So who says one wants to go to your, your shitty little Port Adelaide football club? Um... Like what? What is that? <laughs> did he dream? Did he have? Did he dream that? Did he had a dream? Dream. You know, we're gonna we're gonna trade <laughs> Mitch Georgiades for Denver Granger Brass, and then um, in the lead up to the Derby, he also came on radio to say this was the biggest game in Longyear's coaching career. Wow. Um, agree or, or disagree? Good call, bad call. Yes, oh, bad call, <laughs> bad call, terrible call, Luke. So he had 
Justin's had uh, two finals last year. Yeah, that's uh, right. Plenty of games. Arguably bigger than the than the third round yeah. derby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and some big games last year when uh, Freo were, were flying. Yeah. So oh, Geelong. That was a massive game yeah, for them. So um, I don't know what he's going on about <clears throat> there. A um, couple others. Carlton has a rooster problem, according to Footy Great. That's the headline. Thoughts about that, Steve? Do Carlton have a rooster problem? <laughs> well, you know, I, I think that um, I, I think they've got a few big, a few players sticking their chest out. Is that what trying to trying to muscle in on each other? Is that what they're trying well, to say? Well, he's trying to say that their forward line's a bit congested with two uh, gun forwards who don't want to who don't want to give any ground to each other. Come on, come on, Gary. Um, and then there was this cracker from Damo Barrett. The showdown, Port Adelaide and Adelaide, should be played in Melbourne. Yeah, I saw that. What on earth is going on there? How arrogant can you get from a, a Victoria media perspective? There's a good game. There's a good rivalry. Yeah. Let's take it over yeah, to Melbourne. Yeah, let's take it over to Melbourne where there's no atmosphere and no and, one cares. And, and their fans don't, you know, don't live there. No, I, I, think, I, I think it's astonishingly terrible. One of his worst, that one. It's one of his worst. He's, that's a bad one. Yeah. That, is, that is definitely uh, definitely up there. So I've got one from Damo. Yep. This is one for you, Luke. Talking about McGovern, has arguably, arguably been as good a player as they've had in their existence. What do you think? I think Damo suffers from short-term memory, you know, like you know, or long-term memory loss, or I don't, I don't know what the, the medical terminology is there, because he's very short-sighted. That's probably why he wears glasses, because uh, he McGovern for me wouldn't even crack the top ten. Top, uh, top, top 20? It'd be in the top 20. I think top 20. But mm-hmm. um, if you attend a footy game with me, and uh, some of our listeners uh, would have, they would know that I'm not a massive McGovern fan as many of the others. And I'm not as enamoured uh, with him not playing on anyone. And uh, some of his... You uh, can read the play. You can read the play very You can take a good insight. Um, is it, Mark? Four, four-time All-Australian. Um, uh, you know centerpiece for that uh, premiership in 2018 but yeah for me uh, there's plenty of better players and there's plenty of better defenders uh, on that uh, list of players that I'd rate ahead of him mm-hmm. at the Eagles as well yeah, yeah starting thought, with uh, Glenn Jakovic I thought you'd love that one oh, Damo 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 <laughs> alright well, I'm going to move straight into algorithms because it sort of mm. follows in from mm. uh, clickbait yep. um, so I I took a deep dive. It's dangerous. I'm going to tell you, Steve, do not take a, a deep dive and uh, because you, your mind will explode. But um, I took a deep dive, particularly looking at the Derby, and compared the player ratings that have come through from this algorithm to the coaches' votes. Um, so both the player ratings and the algorithm... Sorry, sorry the coaches' votes and the al- algorithm both uh, had Caleb Sarong as best on ground. Tick. Um, and they also had uh, rated uh, Sam Sulkowski very high, so I'd give it a bit of a tick there. And then I was sipping my coffee and I nearly spat it out. This algorithm has Luke Jackson as sixth best on ground. So of the um, 44 players that played that day, Luke Jackson was sixth best on ground. Mm. Lockie Schiltz, fifth. And there was one eagle in the top seven. Who of the eagles would you have had? In Tim a, Kelly. Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly was rated 32nd best on ground. Shuey was rated higher despite playing only one and a half quarters. Um, what about your, your, your pal that you just mentioned there, Michael Walters? Kick the four goals. Freo mm-hmm. wouldn't have won without him. Where, where would you have 
thought he might have ranked on a list of 44 players. Where would you rank? Yeah, top 10. Top 10. 22nd. Mm. Guess who rated higher than him from the Eagles that didn't even kick a goal? Noah Long. Now, this rating system is completely broke. And I'll, I'll give you another um, thing expanding this out. This is a cracker. This is a quote from Champion Data. Patrick Cripps has been poorly rated due to ball use. He, he had the seventh lowest game of any player who's had 40-plus disposals ever. His disposal efficiency, when I broke this down, was 61%, which meant that 26 of his disposals were effective. So you take a midfielder that gets 26 disposals and they get 100% efficiency with them, you'd say they're best on ground, right? Mm, sure. Cripps got it. 40 times, 20 of those <laughs> possessions were contested, so you expect them to be in traffic. 11 score involvements, but it was the seventh lowest ranked game by a yeah. Like, Doesn't make a lot of sense. No <laughs> sense at all. Like, who knows? Who knows what, what, what they <laughs> use there? Like, what do, you th- what do you think? Sort of drawing straws or how, how do you, what, which stat are we going to use? I, yeah, I think that? they've got a university <laughs> intern that just <laughs> looks at a game and Bits out, but it seems like the disposal efficiency is the real thing that drags people down. And again, they're not really understanding the game. The game's moved to a very contested style game where people are getting um, uh, getting ground is actually just as important as you know kicking. Mm. So if you kick it from the centre square and get an inside fifty and get the territory, that's just as important as you know handballing and hitting someone on the on the chest. Mm. So I, I think they've got their Secret herbs and spices completely wrong. Um, they also love Ruckman. They love Ruckman. The algorithm loves Ruckman. Love Ruckman. I don't know. Yeah, they really rate them highly. Yeah. Um, so, um, where were the Ruckman rated? Did you get? Did you catch that at all? Yeah. Well, Luke Jackson was sixth best on ground. Yeah. Yeah, but he, uh, had, he was hardly in the Sean Dart. Well, that's exactly right. They love Ruckman. <laughs> <laughs> I just love him anyway. <laughs> I just love him anyway. And Sean Darcy was high up on their, yeah. their list yeah. as well. So, um, the, uh, yeah, the, the you, you scratch your egg, you scratch your head, um, trying to work out what's going on there, don't you? I mean, that's that's just uh, that that's a real surprise. What about Liam Henry? Because he he would have been rated pretty low. He was rated negative, <laughs> <laughs> so he was actually rated below a lot of the Eagles that got injured. Um, so here's here's an interesting one for you. Some Frio supporters, some say shouldn't be in the side. Others say no, you weren't watching the game properly. He was running hard back, providing support giving assistance he, he, he's, he's taken another step forward and others are saying every time he gets the ball he turns it over so where do you sit with someone like there's such divergent opinions about him I don't think he should be I don't think he should be in the team at the moment but other people are saying nah he, he's one of the uh, players that's actually improving and running hard that's, so that diversity of opinion comes from watching the game live versus <laughs> watching on TV the, yeah. the TV test the eye test on the TV yeah. is he's his te- pretty terrible yeah. um, turns the ball over makes poor decisions mm. Um, panics when he gets the ball mm. um, yeah so but if you're watching the game so I mean a classic one is, is Chris Maston was the, the whipping boy for mm. um, the Eagles for, for many years but he continually got a game because his role was not actually to get the ball it was to come and make mm. space or you know block up leads and yeah. um, so you actually don't know what role yeah. Liam Henry's playing but for me he's a liability when he gets the ball mm. No, no, he, his uh, disposal's pretty poor. Yep. Pretty poor. All right, we're going to move into If Then. Our favourite segment, Steve. If Then. If Then. 
You got a few if thens? I've got a few for you, Luke. Yeah. <coughs> you ready for the first one? I am. If Gavin Ball. Gavin Bell. Gavin Bell, I beg your pardon. <laughs> Gavin Bell. <laughs> He's Gavin... pretty unknown. So. <laughs> yeah. What's his official role? West Coast. He's uh... the GM of football. GM of football. If Gavin Bell thinks most of the Eagles' injuries were collision injuries, then he needs to get back to primary school. <laughs> because I don't think, I don't think um, um, McGovern's injury was a, a collision did injury. Collision, yeah, and Shuey's definitely. I don't think Shuey's was. I don't think uh, Nick Nats or. I don't, Ryan's was, but he should have had a head injury, not a leg injury. He, I don't know. I don't know how he got that injury. <laughs> All right, it's uh, a good one. So if the Eagles had two wins in 2022, and you couldn't, you thought that it couldn't get any worse then a one win season in 2023 is coming up we'll say it now as Damo <laughs> likes to pull in but can't be any worse in 2024 <laughs> yeah good one Luke alright here's another one for you if Longmuir thinks the derby was a step forward for Frio then it's a Peter Bell step not an Aaron, Aaron Sandyland step <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 um if Nick Dacos is the Mahomes of the AFL, then making comparisons like this make no sense at all. Gil McLaughlin is the Steve Jobs. Plugger McLaughlin is the Shaq of the AFL. Just stop. Just stop with these stupid analogies. Yeah. All right. If Geelong are taking it easy, then who can blame them? They're premiers. <laughs> Rope of dope. Maybe it's the rope of dope strategy. Uh, you know, just if Freya won one flag, mate, they could lose every game for five years, and I'd still go and watch them. I wouldn't care. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve. If how's that not a free is descent, then I would love to see the emotional scars of the umpire Diesel Williams headbutted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a terrible call there. Terrible call. All right. Good call, bad call. Should we move straight into it? Yep, let's move straight into it. You go first, mate. All right. Uh, Michael Walters should win an Academy Award for the way he carries on for free kicks. Good call, bad call. Bad call? He's a terrible actor. He's terrible. If he was better at it, he'd get more free kicks. No, it's actually... But it, it did... Um, there was the, the, the free kick in the first quarter where he, he ran in head, head first. But what, what, is your, what is your take on Michael Walters and how he sort of... It's crept into his game over the past few years where he really... It's, it's, it's been... Look, it's, it's crept in his game over quite a few years. If he didn't do that, he'd be a much better player yeah. because he'd be more... I think he'd be concentrating more. And I think the umpires probably get sick of that anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of like... The Ginevan curse. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, well, you know, he's just going to... It's like crying wolf, you know what I mean? So if he didn't, if he, if he didn't do that at all, <clears throat> um, then I think that... Um, I think I think I, th- I think he'd be a better player. Yeah, I, agree. I think he'd be a better yeah, player for it. <clears throat> it reminds me a bit of um, uh, yeah. It just it, needs to be coached out. It just me, it just needs to be look. You know, just yeah. if you do that, mate, you're not going to get a free kick, and um, yeah. you're not concentrating on on the, doing the job because he gets distracted by it. He gets distracted by it a little bit as well. Yeah. So I'd like I'd like to see him not not do that. I think it'd add to his his game quite a lot. Um, Jeremy, Jeremy McGovern should be traded at the end of this year while I can still get something for him good call bad can call. they get anything for him so <laughs> that's probably the question um, no, good call um, he's what 30 30-31 Port Adelaide if they really think they're yeah. in the window um, maybe they can have 
him and Aaliyah Aaliyah play on nobody. Um, no, it's a decent call. I don't think Eagles would, would, would get much from him. I think he's a free agent. That would probably the, the biggest thing mm, would be salary cap. Yeah. Um, uh, freed up to take a swing at an Aaron Norton or a Tim English or something like that. Mm. So, um, no, good call. Okay. Um, we've actually talked about a couple more already, but Liam Henry is best 22. Good call, bad call. Uh, that's a bad call, Luke. Terrible call. Um, <clears throat> Incredibly skilled. Like as a as junior, yeah, I'd like to see. Does he dominate at waffle level? No, I'd like to. I'd like to see a good, a good, a good, um, a good few weeks of consistent waffle form to really reward the effort. Like I said, Will Brady must be thinking, "What the hell? Some of these players are playing before me. That's Mm. that's not good." So I I I think it's I think it's a bad. I don't think he's in their best twenty-two at all. Um, I think they're. Looking for a run or, or a bit of goal scoring, now, or you know something a bit different, and yeah. I think that's why perhaps he's getting a game. But I don't. I know thought he'd be the next when I sort of when they draft him, he's the next Michael Walters, yeah. high half forward, yeah. um, speedy, crafty, but yeah, yeah. it sort of hasn't really. Um, no, look, and they 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 actually they picked they had remember they traded out. Um, they had to upgrade their they had to yeah, yeah bid or bid, bid. They, had, they had to bid to get him because yeah. they um. He was part of their academy, yeah. and therefore they they, they used up a top ten yeah. draft pick. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it, it yeah, at the moment it doesn't look like a great a great call by them. But um, anyway, well, he may develop. We'll see. He's yeah. a, the other thing about him is he's got a bit more a little bit more weight on, but he still gets pushed away out of the contest a bit. I think the interesting thing <laughs> for me and uh, the guru, if he's listening, Andrew Gaff ran him around a couple of times, and <laughs> was the slowest eagle. So that was well, uh, that, well, was, in, that was interesting. He, well, Liam Henry is not fast. That's a bit of a myth, is it? I think it is. He's sort of nippy in around yeah. the ball, but he's not. He's not fast. He's not a fast yeah. runner. You know what I mean? In yeah. my opinion, he kind yeah. of. He he, uh, he's, he. he. As I said, he can nip in and around the ball and that when it's on the ground and that sort of stuff. But I don't. I don't think he's a fast person necessarily. <clears throat> All right, Luke. Um, now, look. My my disclaimer here is that not not for the poor people who are injured, but. The Eagles injury, injury crisis is a blessing in disguise. Good call, bad call? Uh, bad call. So, um, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if it's a blessing in disguise. Um, for me, the, the big disappointment is that um, you top up your side with waffle play. Like people that were playing in the waffle, your waffle team becomes really, really thin. And the development of those next players that need some experience around them, particularly that next level to develop, um, gets, they're, they're, they're playing with that amateurs. Um, so I just feel like your development's then um, really uh, influenced. Um, so, so at the end of last year... And look, and sorry, sorry to cut you off, but the players are going to come <laughs> back in. So the Petrocelli will come back and play, mm. play, replace Ryan or, or, or Cripps. Um, uh, you know, uh, Harry Edwards is going to come in and place McGovern, and these are players that I'm not really sure have got it mm. and have proved that they don't really have, have mm. got it. So they're sort of list clogging mm. um, a little bit as well. Um, yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a it's a bad call and it's going to influence then the, the younger players that they got on the side now because they don't have some of the the cooler heads on the field for them. So what about the list management then at the end of the last year? What should they have done? Because a lot of these were like these are ongoing injury problems with the same players. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough <coughs> situation um, to to be in. Yeah, um, I probably would have 
of the group of older players, I probably would have traded at least one more or, or got one more off. Who that is, I couldn't, couldn't tell you, but um, yeah, they probably should have released at least one of those more older players. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because I think at the end of this year again there's gonna be a group of uh, older players and what do you do with them when they're still technically your, your better players and you've got some young players that I just don't think have ever really got it. But there's a couple of players that I would be really excited to get some more games into and that's Brady Hoff, Greg Clark. I want to see if he can sort of cut it. Um, but yeah, there's others that I just don't think uh, O'Neill and Petricelli and and Harry Edwards. Got my uh, my doubts about <laughs> about him, mate. Fair enough. Yep. Um, Freo will now go on a roll now that they got the W under their belts. Good call, bad call. I'm a pessimist, and I'm saying bad call simply because the next two games, even though they're you, at the at the start of the year, you would have you would have said, yeah, they win, they wins. Adelaide, who showed a bit, that you know, they've had some, they had a couple of bad games at the start, <clears throat> but they did show a bit on the weekend. And they're playing at home, and then they've got Gold Coast, who are also, I mean, who knows, every year we say it, but they, they had a good win as well. <laughs> They'll have their confidence up. Those, those two, next two games, to me, um, are a problem. And they have, they're going to have to play a lot better than what they've played so far, a lot better than what they've played against the Eagles to beat those two mm. teams, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. So, <clears throat> so <clears throat> good call, bad call, Luke. <clears throat> The Eagles of old would not have tolerated 2022. Would not toler- would not have tolerated what happened in 2022. Yeah, I can see you know Wusher and a few just like punching COVID in the face and saying you know, um, oh, I, I don't really I don't really understand that uh, that quote um, from my mate Damo there, but um, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I mean how how can you not tolerate? Pandemic. I'm not going to tolerate a pandemic. I'm not going to tolerate injuries. Injuries. Yeah. If you're injured, bad luck. I don't want to hear about it. Get back out there. It's it's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think what we can tolerate is to stop playing bloody Frio because the last year in the the interclub before the season started, there was a Frio match and about four players went down with ankles in that game, and um, we've just now got complete decimated again. So maybe. Well, I remember. We can, I can lobby the AFL. No more derbies, please. Well, we had a. Um, about uh, a few years ago, we went to a Frio Eagles preseason game. About four Frio players got injured. That's Do you remember right, that, yeah, yeah, that year? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just not. A, it's not a good idea. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I'm just going to break. It's the Ed Sheeran's turn to get the hammies again. Um, we talked about this guy, but Will Brody is the key reason for the Frio midfield woes. Good call, bad call. Oh, bad call. Terrible call. Just because he's. Uh, He's not. His form hasn't been as good. So Long Muir came out and said he's gone away from his strengths uh, in a press conference earlier this week. What? What has he gone away with? What's he not doing this year as opposed to last year? And <coughs> is there something to do with the mix of Amira being in there that's um, shuffled that around a bit? I don't know exactly what he's referring to by saying that. If you want my opinion, they've said, "What the hell are we going to do with Luke Jackson?" Stick him in the midfield and try that because yeah. uh, I just I just feel as though they've and who, they're not going to drop Sarong or Brayshaw because they're like they're in, in, in ahead of ahead of Brody in the packing order. Yeah, I'd like a bit more explanation around what what's meant by that because I just think that 
it's coaches a, come out and say this all the time, don't yeah, they? They yeah, go, yeah. Oh, they, they've got to work on his game. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. What exactly is it? Yeah. Because um, uh, Sturt constantly is the one that was like, they've got to work on his game. Yeah. What, you know, what is it that they need to work on? He, in my opinion, he isn't. In, he definitely is not in their best twenty-two. I don't think he's in any best twenty-two. Sturt. Just doesn't. He hasn't got the intensity to play. Uh, he's, he showed some good signs, but even even at waffle level. The interesting thing involved. about Brody, though, is he came over from Gold Coast where he wasn't getting a game in a midfield that was reasonably stat but emerging as well, and he came over and, and broke into Freer's best twenty two. And played well last year. All Seems year. the same things happen. That he's being squeezed out. He's sort of yeah, yeah. Look, look. Maybe there is something, but I just have, I'm not sure what it is and what long, what Longmuir is actually referring to. I'd like. I'd like to. I'd like him to have more opportunity to re- recapture that form, and I, I wouldn't be dropping him because last year. And and do you want to drop the players out of form because you can? There's quite a long list there. Yeah, <laughs> so, I don't agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> Time to look into our uh, crystal ball. My two crystal balls have been correct so far. I, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm zero from two. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. So. Um, Week ahead. Yep. All right. So I'm going to steal your thunder here, Luke. I'm going to tip an upset in Brisbane as well. Yep. I thought about this a little bit when I saw the fixture come out. Um, and it'll take nothing away from Collingwood if they don't win either. I just think that Brisbane, they'd be a bit, they'd be a bit stunned by losing to the Bulldogs. And they, they're reasonable. So even, even though I don't, I don't think they're going to go far, I think they're too inconsistent. But I think at home, they're a different sort of force. And I think they can get up yeah. and beat Collingwood on Thursday. I agree. Two things leaning my way. Uh, Collingwood don't have a Ruckman. Um, they're paying a Ruckman on another list at the moment. And uh, their other one's got injured. But um, a bit of the, the, the Jack Lacocious about this. So Joe, Joe Danaher and, and Hipwood have been absolutely poleaxed in the media this week. Um, and one of those two is going to kick a bag. Uh, this week and um, your home deck it gets slippery up there at night mm. in uh, around this time of year as well I remember watching a couple of Eagles games like a, yeah it's like a soap yeah it is um, yeah. and the, the <clears throat> Brisbane players are much more used to it I yeah I'm, I'm, I'm tipping a bit of an upset there alright so here's another one uh, last week I tipped Essendon to win to beat St Kilda now I'm going to tip St Kilda to be four and zip they're playing the Gold Coast at Marvel and even though Gold Coast performance was, was quite good um, St Kilda at home, boy, four and four and zero. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, you, you would be uh, a very rich man if you could predict that at the start of the season. But I'm, I'm, I think I'm on form. Yeah. I think you have to go on form. Yeah. Yeah. So they're my big two. Yeah, okay. Um, the other interesting game for me is Sydney Port. Two very disappointing uh, performances last year, but obviously at the SCG, you, you lean to to Sydney. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Sydney smashed Port this week. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Yep. I'll, I'll, yeah, which you know, the the Kenny the Kenny pitchforkers will be uh, coming thick and fast. Um, closer to home for me, it's a, it's grim. Eagles are cooked. <laughs> Melbourne at home. Um, Elliot Yo, will he play this week? He'll play. Yeah. <laughs> They're desperate. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing, so the, just on that, so uh, when we traded for Kelly, you know, I was all up and about and. Then you go, you've got Shuey, Kelly, uh, Yo, Nat Nui. There's your, your starting four in the, mid, in the, in the midfield. They, play, they played together nine times wow. 
Yeah, it's pretty pretty incredible. Um, and this trend will continue this week with Shuey coming out and Yo coming hopefully back in. But um, for me, it's now it's all about the kids. Most someone think about the kids. Um, hopefully Hewitt gets a few, few get, uh, full game. Hoff comes in. Uh, Ginby gets to play on, on Oliver. Um, but it's going to be a big, big blowout. Uh, so, yeah. But they, they show the fight they showed last week in the third quarter. Yeah, but you can't also underestimate the toll of uh, that playing that extended game mm. as well as going to have on the, on the player. And yeah, that, that amount of effort to maintain that with young players each week yeah. becomes a bit difficult. Yeah. What about... Um, what about during the week? I see, I see the Eagles come out and said Nick Nat will be mid-year now. Mid-year? Oh, it wouldn't have been another crystal ball that I got wrong. Uh, he will he play this year? No. He will not play this year. Will he play again? Question mark. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think he's got contract for another year, but he won't play again this year. He'll get to mid-season. They'll, they'll come up with an update that he's then building his load and things like that, and then they'll just pull the pin because the season will be be gone mm. um, and they'll probably want to start getting games into the Ruckman that they just drafted um, last year Barnett so um, may potentially may have seen the last of uh, Nick now and he's and he's the type of player who can't have a lot of time off his feet no <laughs> no because Kane Kane Corns will come out and call him fat uh, what about Freo, mate? So, what do you, what do you, what's your crystal ball for the Freo Crows game? <coughs> I'm expecting them to put in a, a better performance. Whether or not they can, whether or not they win or not, I don't know. But I, I just, I just, I just can't see them playing this bad continually unless you know. I look back to last year and they lost. Uh, they, I think they, they remember they lost through the, they won actually through uh, Heath Chapman punched right on the line. Yeah. I they almost lost that game. And St Kilda beat them in home the next week, and we thought, "Oh my god!" And their early form wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. They had a good patch against um, Melbourne and Geelong over over East, and that sort of stuff, which was fantastic. But they've got to. They must. I, I predict they'll play better, but I'm not going to necessarily go out on a limb and say they're going to win because I just I, I just can't have any confidence around that mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to a, a better performance yeah. for them. Yeah, and both coming off uh, their. Derbies as such, yeah, so it's um, never that there's, no, there's no advantage though to either side because both, yeah. you know, normally if one side had played one of them, you go, oh, they might have a bit of a yeah, but both yeah. coming off it. So yeah, um, interesting. It'll just be I think the other thing for Adelaide is how much bath water um, did they drink? And, um, <laughs> there's a few players that I think could get a bit ahead of themselves. So, yeah, I think yeah. so too. But anyway, it's it'll be uh, another interesting round coming up. All right, as always, send in your questions, send in your uh, feedback. We're still looking for a sponsor, uh, but thanks for listening. Thank you.